0: We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Welcome again to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by schoolofbookkeeping.com, where it's casual conversations for serious workflows. And we are continuing our never ending saga, it seems, with e commerce fundamentals. <laughs> Rachel Dalci is joining us again as usual. We appreciate her joining us as we as she guides us through these fundamental aspects. We to recap, we had we talked a little bit about just a, an overview of what is e-commerce. We talked about the components of an e-commerce business, being able to sell, sell online. And then we talked about the oh so interesting topic of sales tax and sales tax implications. And Last week we talked about inventory, right? So to now, okay, so we talked about handling those inventory situations and those types of things. Now, now we want to take a little deeper dive into how you sell online. So there's online sales channels. this is really the the high level topic of what we're going to talk about today. So Rachel, let's set the stage. There are a variety of ways to do selling online and We we want to bucket these into two major categories. So let's talk about how you sell all. You were just talking about right before we started about selling on Facebook and and Instagram shops and those types of things. This this is almost like a lions and tigers and bears oh my with the choices that are available, right?
1: Yeah. First, I just wanted to say you make it sound so exciting as a never-ending saga (laughs) makes people really (laughs) want to listen.
0: This is a song that Um, never ends.
1: That is a never ending saga. Like I feel like sometimes when I sit down and do it, it's never ending. But yeah, so I specifically was referring to the Facebook and Instagram channels within Shopify. So when we're talking about selling online, there are different platforms that you can sell online online. And Shopify is probably the biggest when it comes to selling product. And there's several out there. Square, sorry, not Square, Squarespace, WooCommerce, Wix, and BigCommerce, Magento, all kinds of ones like that. But Shopify is really, the, in my opinion, the best platform to sell on if you're selling they're really starting to get into the subscri- subscriptions and digital downloads and service-based business stuff too. That they're trying to push that, but as far as, as checkout cart, it's the best in the world in my opinion.
0: So that's one category or one classification of online sales channel, which is a shopping cart, and this is, I guess, one of the some of the main. Categorizations of what makes a shopping cart versus, as we'll talk about a marketplace, is it's more of an extension of your existing website, right? Like you're going to mm-hmm. have your website, and then there's going to be a store or something like that on your website. Would you say that would be a, a yes? Good general a categorization about that.
1: Yes. So this is where your business's website would be. It would be on one of these platforms. Shopify has a multitude of themes that they call them that you can use and then pick a theme and according to the design that you like and all of them have an amazing shopping cart ability. And a lot, most of them do, or if not all, they all do as well. It's that Shopify is really meant to scale And it can handle all kinds of stuff. And it's really meant to sell across the world. It can handle that kind of stuff. But yeah, so this is where your website would be. And then if you want to talk about the opposite, which would be the marketplace.
0: We talked a little bit about the analogy of the, the difference between a marketplace and a shopping cart. So a marketplace, the biggest marketplace of the mall would be Amazon right? Mm -hmm. Amazon is a marketplace, right? And they even say so on their advertisements, right? X amount, X percentage of things that you buy from Amazon are from small businesses, just like yourself, right? So that is, um, a marketplace differs from a, differs from a shopping cart in that it's not necessarily part of your domain, right? And we we talked a, a little bit about the difference between a yard sale and a swap meet, right? Where we're, A swap meet is a marketplace where people can bring their wares to and you have that built-in foot traffic of it of people already being there looking for things to buy amazon's a great place for that right you've got people that are already know about amazon they already know and if they're going to buy something look online i i think i think back and uh all of the things that Amazon solved for me when I would go from store to store looking for a specific thing, and I'm like, uh, just go and buy it online, and ship it to my house, and oh, here I am trying, trying to support a, a small business and or a local business, keep the uh, keep the economy going in the local. And here we go, boom! Can't beat convenience, right? They yeah. have cornered the market.
1: It, it's totally changed our culture. And the way that we live and you could even send some buy something and send it ahead of where you're going like if i'm going to visit family out of town I send, get something on amazon and send it ahead it's send gifts christmas gifts just send them there it's really a total game changer but yeah like you said with where your website is on your own platform that's your domain so if you have If, for instance, if my store is 1-800-Flowers, that domain, 1-800-Flowers.com, if I've gotten it from GoDaddy or something, I can point it to Shopify or I can get it from Shopify domain. But that is my website. And in Amazon, buyers are not going to your URL. They're going to Amazon. And then you may have a Amazon shop within Amazon because a lot of people do that. And then there's all kinds of different ways that you can sell within Amazon, but like you said, it's really just the world's largest marketplace.
0: And then there's others that are out there. Mm-hmm. Amazon is not the only one. That's out there. What are some of the other more common marketplaces that you've uh, that you've come across, Rachel?
1: I have clients on eBay, on Etsy, which is the that for the I can't even think. The marketplace for makers, handmade yes. goods eBay is just people selling whatever. And then you have places like big chain stores that are now launching their own marketplace. Like Walmart. Walmart now has their own marketplace. So when you go to walmart.com, some of the items you are purchasing or that you see there listed are Walmart items that are bought by Walmart buyers. And then mixed in there are stuff that people have uploaded into their own marketplace account so it's mixed in so when you go to walmart.com you could be buying from an independent seller you could be buying from walmart and there's all kinds of other retailers that are doing that as well i think michael has the arts and crafts store has a marketplace now and they're all getting into that game yeah
0: the and what do you I mean, the biggest differentiator between, between a marketplace and an online shopping cart is obviously control, right? Mm -hmm. So as far as the the control that you have with regards to how you, how you market and Mm -hmm. the pricing options and basically everything that you can control, just like a yard sale, right? You can advertise as much or as little as you want and that sort of thing in order to ensure that you have foot traffic you can control the pricing but at a swap meet type of thing where it's a gathering of other vendors now you're you've got that built-in co- 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 not cooperation but co- competition
1: mm-hmm. right
0: especially if you are selling some of the same things that other people are and you'll see that on amazon or all of these marketplaces where they'll have they'll have a listing It's the exact same listing. And then there'll be a little tiny thing that says, see from other vendors or see from other suppliers. And then you see a whole bunch of listing. It's people dress better at a garage sale than at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have, you don't have people at Amazon.
1: Uh,
0: website that uh, devoted to uh, the strange. Uh, I
1: know. know people at walmart.com. <laughs> I was just going to say that. And then I'm like, is that really like a nice <laughs> website? Maybe not. <laughs>
0: but yes, it is good for people watching. That's for sure. Uh, by going to Walmart. But now I lost my complete <laughs> chain of thought.
1: Fact, you, yeah.
0: Amazon has a lot of requirements. And, uh, and the, when you have that little tiny link that says see from other suppliers, that's where you're actually seeing everybody. Who could potentially could sell that same product or maybe a different price or anything like that. Maybe the newer used or something yeah. like that. I actually have this really interesting story about, about a marketplace. I was caught in a marketplace typhoon, whirlwind. I don't know. So here's the, here's the thing. So I was looking for a webcam right? New webcam for, that was good. And somebody recommended a certain brand, right? So I went and I looked first on Amazon, see how much this thing is. And so I'm like, let's see if there's other places. So I went to, at that time it was Sears. So this is just how old
1: <laughs> this process
0: is. I went to Sears and saw a listing for the exact same model for $30 less than I saw it on Amazon. Like, ah. Here we go. This is exactly what I want. So I. But put did you Dom have to in, drive there? No, this was a marketplace. Right? I'm so bad. It was, it was just a listing. And but yeah. this is before I knew all how people could game the system. So here we go. I order it. I order it through this, through through this marketplace. And then maybe two weeks later, I get a webcam in the. From Amazon. With from gif-
1: Sears? <laughs>
0: with no, with a gift receipt. Right. And so I thought somebody had gifted me a a webcam, but it's not the model that I thought I had ordered. And so at the time you could not go in and you couldn't find out who gifted you anything. So I, I actually slowly went through the whole buying process again through Sears. And what happens was, is that there was, it was a listing for a, a specific brand, but when you clicked on it, it took you to an eBay listing and then it was not the brand. And all that person did is go and buy that brand of, that they were selling through Amazon as a gift, which oh, I could
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. did totally could Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sears had web scan.
1: Yeah, they do that. They, they, that's how they fulfill their orders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They bought it that's as so a, funny. Gift, a gift, a gift order, right?
1: Yeah, and Yeah. So that,
0: that totally got me confused. And then so this was,
1: yeah. So they right, didn't it unbox it. Yeah. They just sent yeah. it straight to you. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was one marketplace leading to another marketplace that led to another marketplace <laughs> in order for me to, get what I wanted, which I never, which is not what I wanted because I wanted a specific brand. Yeah. And that's why I, I brought it up to Sears. I'm like, Hey, this listing. And then the reality is not, it says it's a Logitech webcam on the listing. But then what I actually get is some generic brand that I could have bought for less than what they charged me because that's how they made their markup. And they, they just submitted the order through Amazon for the no-name brand of webcam that I ultimately got, which yeah. I could have done myself.
1: That's how a lot of people do things. Like we, when I, now my Shopify store is under a different name, but when it was the other name, we, if we ran out of stuff, we had to get it on Amazon because we weren't buying in large quantities and we would have to do that every once in a while, but I don't do that now, but yeah, I'm guessing a lot of people do that.
0: Uh, this is a good question uh, that's on Facebook. Uh, this is what is this is what they call drop shippers, where they never actually have yeah. inventory. And we'll talk about this is actually next week's when we talk about fulfillment and shipping and those types of things. We'll put a pin in this particular question, but you want to t- speak to what a drop shipper is, just so that yeah, so you know, set the stage.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you know, I'm happy to talk about that next week. But yeah, essentially, drop shipping is you are selling items that you don't physically have. So somebody is buying them from your site and then you're sourcing them from somewhere else and sending them directly to the buyer. The opposite would be is if you are holding the inventory and then you pack it up and you ship it. Um, And then there's financial differences between the two, but we can get into that next week
0: yeah we'll dive and unpack that next next week about fulfillment when we talk about shipping and fulfillment next week but so online online platforms right the shopping cart experience versus the marketplace experience you and you've t- talked to the gold standard for you is shopify because it does have that ecosystem mm-hmm. that's built in built into that well, you start with a shopify plan and then you can add on and add on plugin that's what mm-hmm. I, I found very similar to commerce as well, is that it had its core functionality, but then if you needed additional things on top of that, you end up having all these add-ons and Mm -hmm. plugins. That ends up being a little bit of a monstrosity, I guess, is this, is the challenge, like, have you heard those cats when, when it could potentially be, I want to do this with my online store or my online shopping cart, how do I, how do you get involved in the selection process of the apps or the add-ons or is that more a they added it on, they get to deal with it as far as the client's concerned?
1: It's for my clients, it's pretty much they do their own app because I'm not really involved in their store design and their store setup, but because I have my own Shopify store and I have gotten involved with that with them before, it's just not the norm. I usually don't put that into my scope, but yes, there's an app for everything every single thing in the world. So, there's even an app to have somebody create an app, <laughs> an online app on your phone. You so an oh, app for an app. Anyway, it's it, there's nothing that you can't have an app for. If you can imagine it, there's an app for it. So, the Shopify App Store is very cool. So, yeah, it can be very overwhelming, but I usually I have people ask me, "Do you know if there's an app for blah blah blah?" and I'll recommend Design facing the what the customer facing stuff that they're needing an app for certain design. Not so much. I don't really know, but the different sales channels and stuff within Shopify and all that's definitely my strong point. But another reason why Shopify is excellent is because it's you can sell through the Facebook and Instagram channels that are built within Shopify. Now, You can sell on Facebook without Shopify and you can sell on Instagram without Shopify and you can sell on TikTok and Pinterest without Shopify. But if you're on Shopify, in addition to your URL store, you can sell through those channels and they come through your Shopify reporting. So you're selling on those places and then it comes into Shopify like it's a regular sales. Those are apps, but they're sales channel apps. So there's mm. inventory apps. There's okay. all kinds of different apps that you can use. So yes, it can get really overwhelming. But that's you, we could have a whole other discussion on. That.
0: <laughs> now, what would you consider Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Chop, The since we just talked about online sales channel and then the marketplace. What where would where would Facebook and, and those to fall in your estimation of Defining an online sales channel versus or a shopping cart versus a marketplace. To make it even to make it even more confusing, Facebook has a place to sell things called marketplace.
1: Yeah, and that's not selling on Facebook. <laughs> that's just accessing yeah. the Facebook marketplace. But yeah, so when you're on when you're on a marketplace, you're really just dealing with that marketplace and its rules and regulations. Walmart, you have to deal with their rules and regulations and so on and so forth. So when you're dealing with your Shopify store, there's just a lot of more flexibility. Oh, yes, I would like to push my items to the Facebook store. I, yes, I would like to push my items to this Instagram store. And that way, when I make Instagram and Facebook posts, I can then link my store to it and then they can buy on their phone. So there's all it's mainly for creativity, for people that really want to sell on a lot of those different channels when you're dealing with a marketplace and i have people that sell on both they're on amazon and on shopify and then they can do the various channels through that but there's just more available for you to do within the shopify world whereas in if you're on amazon you're just going to do it the way that they do it and right. you might get into this next but For me, the single most important difference between the two is the cut that they take. So I don't let you exactly stole my thunder. Yeah, sorry.
0: (laughs) So that's the biggest thing with a with a with an online uh, shopping cart, right? You have control, you have the responsibility, as well as driving the traffic. Whereas Amazon or the marketplaces are going to have that built-in foot traffic and rec- brand recognition as far as where I'm going to buy stuff. Um but then the 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 flip side of that is the fees, right? Whereas whereas you could have a, a, a Frankenstein monster of apps on your on your online shopping card, but you're going to have a Frankenstein monster of fees when it comes to a marketplace because because why let's no tee it up for you Larry Rachel.
1: if you're going to be listing your items on amazon, then you're gonna pay to do it i like you said earlier, everybody buys from Amazon even when you don't want to, even when I'd rather buy from a local seller, but just because of convenience and the way that our culture has changed, we now we shop around and then ultimately end up buying it on Amazon out of convenience. Sometimes not even just for the price, but for the delivery time. You're going to pay dearly to sell your things on Amazon. You're going to (laughs) pay listing fees, advertising fees, all kinds of stuff, transaction fees, fulfillment fees. There's all kinds of different things. So that could eat up to 50% of your profit when you're selling on Your own platform, your own store, even on Shopify, when you're selling into the different channels, selling on Google, selling on Facebook, Instagram, you're going to keep predominantly most of that money, less transaction fee. Transaction fees are really what you're going to spend. But and sometimes you're ding twice on that with transaction fees. When you see them come into QuickBooks, you'll usually see a transaction fee twice. But your marketing, which in Amazon, you just pay them to do it. And you say, you know what? I want to be listed in the, when somebody searches, let's say somebody's searching cat socks and you want to pay. And you, if you're selling cat socks, your socks with cat prints on them, not like actual socks <laughs> that go on cats. But um, yeah, so even if you want your cat socks.
0: A meow moccasin.
1: Yeah, to come up first. <laughs> the very first listing that people see if they're searching cat socks, then you're going to pay dearly for that. So that's going to come out of your Amazon payout. But that's incredibly credit wildly convenient. And if that's part of your model, that's what you, you have. That's your budget for marketing and advertising. Then that's fine. When you're on Shopify, the main place that you're going to have to be advertising that is search engines, Google and being in all those things. So it's where are you going to advertise this place or right. that place? Not advertising isn't an option unless you're George Clooney and you have a tequila line and everybody knows what it is or something like that. Or you have
0: 50 million followers yeah. and all you have to do is just hold it yeah. up on your yeah. Instagram and voila, mm-hmm. there's my built-in marketing.
1: Exactly. And um, But that's what that whole world of creative marketing, you pay $1 million for Kim Kardashian to show it for 30 seconds and then people see it. Again, that's Instagram marketing. So there's all kinds of different yeah. ways to do it. But you it's really just a matter. It's not. One, you don't have to market it's well, where are the places that you're marketing here or there?
0: And then and another big thing I know with Amazon, maybe you can fill us in on the other marketplaces uh, is they, they hold your funds for two, 14 days, right? But they do this thing called a settlement report, which then is, here's your, here's the proceeds during this two, two week period. And here's all the fees that are coming out and some are so convoluted that you can't even, you need a decoder ring to try to figure (laughs) out what this fee is actually for. There's this, and within that two weeks, there, there, Lord knows there's returns. And as again, Amazon has cornered the market on convenience. So they make it really easy for people to return things. But that, that ultimately comes back to the supplier when it comes to the following the money. And did they actually return the thing. Did it get put back into stock? And that's when they pull the funds back, and they have to reverse their referral fees. It's just very complicated. I guess it's a, the easiest way to describe it. Like it's like a Facebook relationship status. It's complicated.
1: Yeah, it is. But if you're using a connector for your bookkeeping and accounting, that when the payout does come, they'll break that things down. Da- that those things down into your books and. They, yes, they have a suspense account and they'll hold things past your end of balance. And then you got to keep that on your balance sheet. And yeah, it can get complicated. FAIR does that too. FAIR is a wholesale marketplace and they also don't pay out for quite some time. I think they hold it for 90 days or something like that. And now I know why, because I buy from FAIR, but they give me 60 day terms. That's why the sellers don't get their money for a really long time. But yeah, so you have to account for that. So doing that bookkeeping for that is adds another layer of complexity. If you're dealing with fair sellers or Amazon sellers or any other platform um, marketplace that's holding their um, money. And I think it's also if you're starting out on Amazon and you're not an established business, they immediately don't pay you out. They'll hold the majority of the money mm. until you've established yourself as a reputable seller. Prepare what, for that. Uh,
0: with other marketplaces, do they have that same lag time with, with, as far as the settlement or is it does it vary? Load about like Etsy or Walmart. Do they have the same length of time to for from the time of sale to the time you received your funds?
1: I th- Etsy has a setting that you can say payout sooner or later. I feel like it does. I might be imagining that. But other than that, I think the payouts are standard, like two to three days. I think Walmart is the same, unless I'm wrong. Um, Shopify, again, two to three days. All, that's your standard payout. The same as the payment processors, usually anywhere from one to three days. Shopify payments is usually one to two days or something like that. So it's, but also Shopify will hold. So Shopify payments will hold. The more established seller you are, the less likely you are to have your payouts withheld.
0: Got it. One other the that I saw that was you know, unique is, is revolving around Etsy, the marketplace where, because they are focused on creators, mm-hmm. you know, it's the one-off Tumblr or t-shirt or needlepoint things that are customized the listings are not for a product that you have 10 15 in stock right so they charge on a per per item listing fee yeah right? so just to list something is a fee to list yeah. and then when you sell that one and you want to replenish the same thing then there's another yeah just look L- Listed to of be on top middle of that.
1: Fees like that in Etsy. And yeah, so that's called made to order as opposed to made to stock. It's made to order. But yeah, they're not holding any kind of inventory. I have a few different Etsy sellers that they do. And yeah, it's pretty ridiculous what Etsy does. They take so many fees, but man, like if you can get that process know when to buy and when to surge and when to this and when to that there's just some sellers that are they're so good and that's the thing but that's all about online selling is if you can get that magic mitt of knowing where to advertise and whom then you can you can make a lot of money and you can do it really well. I'm just not an expert on that. I have my own store, but I mainly have it just for testing and understanding how everything works from soup to nuts. But it's a real functioning store, but that's that whole realm of, and I do have clients that are big sellers and they, gosh, they know how to do it, but it, it's magic. <laughs> I wish I knew how.
0: Yeah, yeah. They won't let you know what the, <laughs> their magic potion is if they do yeah yeah so that that kind of gives us a a real high level fundamental picture Mm -hmm. of selling things online in the the two major categories there are a variety of ways within each one and other multiple players in that space but you have essentially an online shopping cart and a marketplace as your choice and then of course you could do a combination of the Mm -hmm. of the two and in multiples so you could end up with a Sears, Walmart, Marketplace, eBay.
1: Yeah. You know, I,
0: I do have, that I had. I, yeah. I
1: do have one client that's on 10 different marketplaces. And um, a lot of the things are made to order too, but he's on a lot. And the one other thing I was going to say that I think is probably the most important thing in all is from a bookkeeper or accountant's perspective, I usually say bookkeeping and accounting because I'd I do both. We're inputting the data, but then we're manipulating it in all kinds of different ways. Very complex accounting. But you have to, if you start to do this kind of bookkeeping a accounting, you will have clients ask you, should I sell on Amazon? For you to be a trusted advisor and partner to them, it's better if you know the fundamentals of all of these things like what we're discussing you don't i'm not an expert in google marketing i really don't even know anything about it but i i know a few different things and i know enough to understand the language and if you have clients that are asking you how hard is it from your perspective as far as integration and Bringing all the sales in from all the different platforms, and of course, I can speak to them on that, and I can let them know what the pricing is going to be, and with different payment processors, and they'll ask, "Can I use Square on for here and for here?" So there's an endless amount of things that you can specialize in and understand and know what synced with this and what works with that, and that is just technical aspect of it, and. If you can bring your knowledge up and about really fundamentally, how does Amazon work and how does that seem work? Then you can have those conversations with your clients. And you can say, if they've got a very simple setup where they're maybe managing their inventory and QuickBooks, then they're in Shopify. And then they say, I'm thinking about going to Amazon. And then you have the information, you know what you need to do, and you can have that conversation with them. And so it's that's wildly important. I've never had a client that has said to me, no, I'm not going to discuss any of those things with you. Usually they come to me and they'll ask, what do you think about or What do you know about the fees for X, Y, and Z? So it's really helpful to know the nuts and bolts of all of this stuff. It really is.
0: So appreciate you joining us again, Rachel, for your, for your wisdom. And and guidance as we navigate this never-ending story of uh, e-commerce fundamentals. So hopefully everybody found some nuggets of information as we as we unpack, packed, unpack,
1: yeah.
0: unpack, selling things online as far as the the methods to be able to do that. And hopefully you can join us uh, next week where we talk about shipping and fulfillment. This is going to be another. <laughs> Juicy topic to, to to bite sink our teeth into. So everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Workshop Wednesday.